Hey, it's Freddy Cruz sharing with you the stories of the businesses, individuals, and podcast hosts that make the greater Houston area great. One such podcaster is Sonia Cacique. She is helping teens and young adults, along with their parents, transition into critical areas of their life. That is from high school into college and from college into the quote-unquote real world. You can check her out at College and Career Ready Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and on the web at collegecareerready.org. During this episode, we are going to dive into guiding our kids through rejection, the importance of networking at school with your peers, and the SAT as it relates to whether or not high schoolers need to take it when applying to a school that is SAT optional. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your family and friends and subscribe to the newsletter at cruisethroughhtx.com. Hi, I'm Ed Sheeran. This is Bruno Mars. Hey, it's Katy Perry. This is your man Flo Rida with Freddie Cruz. This is AJ Mitchell with Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Let's go pick Mr. 305 and you already know what it is. My name is Freddie and it's time to cruise through HTX. What is the biggest challenge Houston area parents teens and young adults face when planning for the future? Oh my goodness. That is a great question. So what I've seen is three big things. The first one is what career am I going to pursue? What interests me? Like I, I actually attended a college fair um, this week and I would say about 80% of seniors walking in front of my booth had no idea what career they wanted to pursue. So that's that's the number one. Number two, once they do decide where they, you know, what career, it's like, where do I go? Which college should I select? And that's a whole nother, you know, um, exploration phase. And then the third and the most important is how am I going to get there? So once they narrow down the college selection, the biggest question is, how am I going to get there? And how much is it going to cost me to get there? So I think those are the the three big challenges in the whole college and career journey. And um, that's one of the things that really prompted me to, to start this for the community. How much friction do you find in your line of work between parents and particularly high school seniors when it comes to, well, Sonia, you're going to be a doctor because our family comes from a line of physicians and I will have <laughs> nothing less than you going to blah, 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 Ivy League school. So how, how much friction do you see like that? I do see a lot of that, but I think a lot of adults nowadays, we're, we're seeing a lot of pivots. And a lot of adults really trying to follow passion, interest, um, their gifts and talents. I mean, we all have unique skills that sometimes the, the field that we're in is just not fit for the skills that we have. So we see a lot of that. That's another reason that I'm starting this early on so we can start the conversation early. So through the podcast, I have um, guests who are sharing, sharing their career journey in something that they are loving, they're passionate about, and that they're successful as well. Mm -hmm. So it kind of flips the narrative for the parent listening. It makes them see the career from a different perspective, um, even seeing successful people in in careers that they might have not thought of before. And that's that's one of the big things that I want to help with. I want to help parents just broaden their 
you know, their experience so far with, with a career and really finding something that aligns with who the student is as a person. So let me give a little bit of backstory. Um, and this is where an, another reason why my passion is, is so great. I have a uh, 10 year old twins. Okay. So boy, girl, they were born one minute apart. And if I was to sit and say, you're both going to pursue the same career, I would be making a huge mistake because let me tell you, they are night and day. They are completely different. They were raised by the same parents, born one minute apart, yet they have unique skills and abilities that's just tailored to who they are. And so that's the conversation I want to be having with, with parents. I really want to open the eyes um, to parents and students to other career opportunities out there. More than where you go is what you do in the university that you're going to. The networking, the community, the mentorship, the internships. My greatest fear is seeing a college graduate walking the stage, getting their degree, have made no connections at all, and they're looking for a job and they can't find a job. And they're like, why? I went to a four-year university because I thought this is going to be the way I was going to be successful. And they have nowhere to look for an opportunity other than going into the thousands and thousands of applicants online, going to many positions that are just bombarded with resumes. And so that's another another thing that we want to uh, have the conversation with parents about. Yeah. And that's such a, a strange kind of dynamic to to wrestle because when you have a student that's in college, they're obviously studying really hard, depending on what the major is. Um, so if you're spending a lot of your non-class time studying, that obvi- that leaves less time for networking. And well, you know, as a parent, I'm going to be like, yeah, more studying and less partying, <laughs> even though I kind of party a little hard. Uh, but <laughs> you're right about the, about the networking thing and building relationships. And so it's all about finding that balance. How do you, how do you help parents and, and kids navigate that? So one thing that's easily overlooked is a shadowing experience. Asking someone to say, hey, I'm interested in, in the career that you, you know, that you're in. Can I just come for three or four, three or four hours um, just one day and just shadow you? That's one opportunity that's easily overlooked. Free, most, I would say a good portion of um of those being reached will probably say yes, even if it's just an hour or two. Now with the internet and, you know, so many opportunities via Zoom, it can even be a 15-minute call, you know, just a Zoom meeting. I just want to ask you questions about your career. And I really train students to ask the difficult questions like, what is it about your career that you don't really like as much? <laughs> and we always focus on the on the positive and we we create this vision for these students that this job is perfect in all areas. And when we really start having those conversations where we say, you know, what is it that you don't like about your career? What's a little bit more difficult? And what skills do you have that make you good for this profession? That's something that I really want students to be asking because 
in 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 uh, just in, on a book or reading, I might be like, oh yes, that's what I want to do. But then as they start describing the skills, I'm like, mm, wait, I'm not a people person. That might not be a good fit for me. That's just an example. So that's uh, easy ways. We have internet. Indeed is a great um, it's a great place to go and just really start networking even online. And then also, um, and I know this is a little bit hard with our this generation of students, but Really having communication with your own student um, body, the the classmates in there, you never know who's going to be the next creator of of the next big company. You want to maintain those relationships. And it also involves really connecting with the people who you, you are going to school with in the field that you're going in. Yes, 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 and yes. And that that whole thing about asking the tough questions of somebody about what they don't like about their career is gold because it will help them understand that, well, you know, it's going to be cool to be, I don't know, let me just throw out a term, a veterinarian or a plumber Mm -hmm. or an electrical engineer. It just sounds Mm -hmm. amazing, right? To be an electrical engineer and do all these really cool things. But the fact of the matter is so much of what we do professionally no matter what line of work involves routine, involves doing boring stuff, involves late nights sometimes, uh, involves early mornings, putting out fires, sending dreaded emails, mm-hmm. the accidental reply, all that might happen on occasion, not speaking from personal experience, but pe- <laughs> younger people have to realize that you know high school and in some instances college or trade school just because you're graduating and getting over one hurdle doesn't mean that they're not going to be anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a job that they're going to be doing. Well, I say, let's just say for a good period of their life. And I say that because we see a lot of people, um, you know, maybe they work for a company as a plumber and then they decide they want to, you know, start their own company. It's, there's many, there's many career, um, pass within the same line, but it's always good for them to know that they will be spending a good portion of their day doing their job. And so they do have to understand that there's really good things. And then there's some things that might not be as fun. It's not, not to push them away. It's just for them to have a, a more of a clear vision of what that is. And then the other thing is salary expectation is having a, a good idea, a broad good idea as far as what that is going to look like, because um, I, I don't, I won't name particular schools or careers, but if your investment on your career is way more than what you're ever going to be paid in three to five years, I don't know if that's a, that's a good combination there. So cough, cough, humanities <laughs> major, I'll say it. We're not going to mention anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, really look at the return on investment in regards to college education. Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head with that. But I want to I want to stick with colleges and universities because um, there's always going to be the time when you've got a student that's applying to multiple schools. They're interested in this university in Texas, that university in Louisiana, one in in on the West Coast, and and it's your it's their top three. And oh my gosh, I I know I can get one out of the three major schools that I'm applying to, and then they don't get accepted into any of them. So how do you help kids through getting rejected by something like this? Yeah. So rejection is something that we hope they they 
they're comfortable with early on in their career because we will receive rejection in many aspects of our life. Tell me about it. <laughs> you know, even just... I don't know if you're in customer service and you're talking to a customer and you're like literally getting rejected every day. So let's get comfortable with rejection. Um, I always say there's no failures. There's always a learning opportunity. And so when you do not get accepted to, to a university, there's always a reason behind it. And, you know, we really want, again, to embrace the student and and what they can do at any university. And that is, again, going back to using the resources that are at the university um, for really connecting with people in the field and getting them to where they want to be. So if they're going, let's say they're not going to their top university, there are still things that they have control of, right? So once they're at, at the university that they're going to, then one, they can decide to stay there. They can always transfer. Okay. There's always an opportunity to transfer, um, later. Um, but I've seen sometimes that even students that are considering to transfer, they're like, Oh, you know, I kind of just really like the school and they get acclimated. But again, it's what they can do outside and within the university itself. That's really going to build that network. And for my parents, I would say if you can find people in the field, um, ask, you know, on Facebook or with your friend community, say, I my child is interested in um, occupational therapy. You know, does, does anybody know anyone? Let's build those connections early. So then that student is not just thinking about the school, but they're thinking about their career more in a long-term perspective. Um, and so, yeah, so always, always think about that. And I want to add because... It, I always love students who are like, I want to go to X university. And it's like, great. What career do you want to pursue? And it's like, no, I just, I just really want to go to that university, you know? And you so talking about my we, daughter. <laughs> I want to go to, I want to go to this UCSB because it's going to be on the beach and I can't wait. I'm like, what? <laughs> Thankfully we talked about all of that. Um, oh, yay. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's really having those conversations. So one thing that we do on the podcast is um, we have three pillars in the podcast. One of them is a uh, career exploration and we do that through career spotlight. So we, we invite people who are, which by the way, if anybody's listening and you're like passionate about what you're doing and you really want to share your career journey, please contact me. But we have um, career spotlight episodes. We have student spotlight episodes. We actually bring current students um, in college that are really rocking it or that might have had a difficulty um, maybe had obstacles or challenges to get there, yet they're there. So we get them to share their journey with our students. And then we have just the general resources for parents and students. And that's just um, providing resources as far as, like I said, how do I get there? How can I get there faster or smarter or, you know, more financially doable or economical for our family? And so, you know, that's that's one of the things that we like talking about. The conversation with college and career coach Sonia Casique continues in less than 60 seconds. Hi, I'm Dorothy Gibbons, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of The Rose. October is the month of pink, and for The Rose, a breast center of excellence, that means we'll be airing podcasts every day in October to celebrate Breast Cancer Awareness Month. When you look at resources like The Rose, when we pull up in the morning and there's no cars in the parking lot, but there's four coaches with the headlights on, I get emotional. I have these two little boys. One had already lost one mother to breast cancer, and I was not going to let him lose another mother. Going through cancer three times, deciding not to share. The Rose walked her through all the journey. 
And the most fantastic person I met was Dixie Malello over there. You're going to get your daily dose of Let's Talk About Your Breast during the month of October. To find out ways to help The Rose, visit our website at therose.org. Can we talk about the SAT and <laughs> whether or not it's really all that important to to take when you're applying to an SAT optional school, which by the way, I learned this year that there are SAT optional schools. I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. So listen, I'm a coach, so I will tell you the the good things, the bad things, and then I'll let I'll let parents make their decision on this one. But okay. I will say, I will say that um, with the SAT, there are some scholarships that are tied to SAT scores. So gotcha. that's something to consider. Okay. So that's something to consider. There are some scholarships even within the institution itself that's that's really um, closely related to the SAT scores. I have seen a couple of, of graphs and um, tables that show that even on the test optional schools, and I can't, I don't have percentage exactly, but parents can definitely Google this. Um, there are, from the students that are accepted, the majority are those who provided SAT scores. Oh. Okay. So take a look at that. Again, even on the test optional, I'm not saying that students who do not take SAT scores don't get accepted. I'm just saying that. From those that were accepted, the majority, I can confidently say that, the majority had SAT scores. Um, we do we do have, um, I do have an episode where we talk about SAT versus ACT because one test kind of favors another student more than the other. Um, they are both the same as far as um, the way the universities look at them. But there are also ways for students to learn that Sometimes it's just testing strategies. So I'll give you a, a really good example. My my son, um, he used to suffer from test anxiety and, and test preparation, and he really struggled. We didn't realize that until after the hold, hold, hold the drum roll, star testing. Huh. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't until after the star testing yeah. that I'm like, I trust me, I'm all about having a well-rounded child and and really having them enjoy their, their education rather than focusing on a score. But looking at his start testing um, results, me as a parent, I just know that wasn't a reflection of who he was. So in that process, and this was early on, this was like, I don't know, second, second grade, uh, third grade, uh, that I realized, wait a second, this is, this is an issue because he has, um, he he hasn't developed skills to take this test. So upon talking to my son, his name is Sebastian, upon talking to Sebastian, he's like, mom, it's just when somebody crinkles their paper, I get distracted. And when I hear every little sound, like it just, it causes me to to not focus. I was like, oh, okay. So we had a conversation with, with the school counselor and long story short, um, the next start exam that he took completely mastered it after he used some of those skills. So I say this not to discourage uh, parents from SATs, just know that there are ways that your child can improve. Um, you know, if that's something that they want to consider uh, in their college application. I love that you all really an- sat back and analyzed why your kid didn't do good and he was able to to talk his way through it. I mean, that's that is so awesome because sometimes it, at least it seems to me that um back in the day especially it was oh well you did you made this grade well how dare you you failed. 
And and yeah. of course, as a kid, when you grow up and you hear you failed, automatically you're a failure. And you might not yeah. use those words to describe yourself specifically, but you certainly feel like garbage if yeah. all you see is that you did terrible on a test. Um, and I'll tell you, my SAT was subpar, and that's putting it lightly. <laughs> but this is all great <laughs> insight that it, it helps to to take the SAT. Um, that's really good stuff. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, and I always tell I always tell my children, um, a grade is not a f- reflection of who they are and and whether or not they're going to be successful in whatever in whatever way they define success, because that's even with we'll take it with a grain of salt. Success means different for everybody. Yeah. Um, but for them, I they're not they're not a reflection of their grade. What I do say is it lets us know where you're at and where you can continue to improve. So what we do or what I try to do is really see growth rather than how they compare to Mm -hmm. other students. So we really try to look at growth um, for them. And again, um, really, this is for all my parents out there. If we can try before we start talking about maybe a, a, a failure or a grade that we really focus on their strengths and abilities because I, I mean, not everybody's going to be a good reader. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but even us as an adult, um, some adults struggle with finances. Just, this math is just not their thing. And we, we forget Hold on, that. hold on. Are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Four times to finally get a C in U of H finance, but you know, I got there. Hey, listen, but look, look at where you're at. And that's what we, that's what we try. We try to remind parents. And unfortunately, um, I don't know if I won't say if it's intentional or unintentional, but let's say unintentionally, um, that's what they're listening. That's what they're hearing. The students in nowadays, they're hearing, I need to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. And that's not even realistic, even for us as adults. <laughs> so, oh, you know, really I, focusing on your strengths. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing is that when you have kids whose brains are literally, as much as I hate using the word literally, they're literally not fully developed until they're in their mid-20s. Oh, that prefrontal yes. cortex, and don't get me started on contact sports, but in this case, we're talking about education. So, yeah, you're right that the they're not they're not equipped to deal with setbacks, and so um, it, it seems, at least as a as a dad, as a parent, um, it seems to me to to be more than a dad, but to also be a coach as well, to coach yes. them through and be like, Hey, well, you know what? Yeah. You, you made a D, but what are you making? What were you making your other grades? Oh, well, I made this, yeah. this, and this, this. Okay. Well, you know what? All right. Well, what's your, what, what did you make last six weeks or last nine weeks or whatever it is mm-hmm. these days? Um, well, I made a, a 95. Okay. So does that mean you're on the trajectory to, to kick ass this semester? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, then don't sweat it. It's a D. Yeah. Yeah. One. Yeah. A grade. Not even a, yes. was it a major or a minor grade? So minor grade, but still not nah. okay. We mess up. No. And and you know, and we don't. We didn't even touch on this subject because that can be a whole hour episode. But Uh-oh. you know, with 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 teen depression, anxiety, yeah. um, 
suicide, and we will have we'll be having that conversation in in our podcast soon. But with all of these mental um, issues, or you know, things that are that our students are encountering, the pressures, the you know. Some parents might be like, well, no, but, you know, here at the house, maybe we, we don't pressure them as much. You know, we, yes, but there's a lot of outside pressure and social media unintentionally or unintentionally sometimes, um, you know, they're, they're receiving these messages. And those are the things that we do not have control of. What we do mm-hmm. have control of is how we can um, teach them to take those messages and really put truth between all, between everything that they hear, that they are valued, they are, they are worthy as a human being, as a person already. And I, I say that a lot because, um, we have a lot of students who are going to get a degree or a career because they're trying to get self-worth in the process or trying to get, um, uh, approval and they're, they're already worthy as a human being as they are. And yeah. if we can really, really sh- let our students know that, just kind of relieve a little bit of that pressure and things will work out in the end. They just got to keep, keep striving, keep going, keep moving forward. You know, if you're, if you're, if it's in your um, vision to go to college, go to college, things will get figured out in its process. You don't have to have all the answers figured out. Okay. <laughs> Trust me, most people don't. But at least have a have a path in mind that as you're going through, you're, you keep advancing each step of the way. Okay. I want to wrap up the conversation with a favorite success story of yours that maybe you thought, wow, I, I'm pretty good at what I do. I don't know if this is going to happen. But then it turned out rainbows and unicorns and you're like, yes, I did it. Wow. Okay. So I can definitely say that one of the, the big moments in, in my life, and this has been recent. Um, so I am an educate, I've been in education all my life and I actually thought I was going to be an educator and just pretty much, you know, stay being a teacher. I had the wonderful opportunity through a, a program to actually um, continue my studies to get my master's degree. And I did a master's in, in, in counseling. And um, in my vision was to use my, my school counseling. Um, I am a, a certified school counselor to use, to use my education, to use my experience that I've had to really help students get to that college and career ready journey. Unfortunately, right now in the school system, um, if I was to work for, for a school, it's, it's really hard to really, um, really have that one-on-one with parents and students because at the school, we're just talking to the students primarily. So, um, yeah. So if for many years I had this vision of this podcast, um, and, I didn't know what it would really entail. I just knew that there was a need for resources for parents and students to come the journey together. And um, a year ago, I I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And now looking back, I'm so happy I did. It's, it's really brought a community of people, um, of parents and students to really have open conversations, the ones you and I are having. And I'm really excited about this journey. Um, and, and that's why I share, uh, about your career can take many, many turns, but as long as you have found, you know, your home, which mine has been education, 
it can take many, many different routes. And right now I'm happy where I'm at today. I'm really excited to have this opportunity to be interviewing with you and telling you about my passion and, and really bringing that to a wider community so everybody can have the same resources available to them. And it's through simple, you know, listening to a podcast while you're driving your kids to and from school. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that is great. Well, congratulations on that. And let me tell you, um, 50 episodes is huge because uh, this is something that my buddy, my buddy George and I were talking about on a previous episode that 90% of podcasters don't make it past episode three and (laughs) of the remaining 10%, 90% of them don't make it past episode 20. So, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, you are in the elite group. Of, oh, uh, podcasters, so. <laughs> so, oh yeah. well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I do it as a passion and I, and I used to, it's funny cause I used to share with, um, very few people, but I would say I have this vision and I, I just don't know how I can get there. And it wasn't necessarily podcasting. I just, I knew I wanted to do college and career coaching. I just had a vision. I didn't know how to really, really put it. And, um, and I've, I've been a podcast fan for many, many years and I was like, okay, let's do it through a podcast. And against all fears, against all, I mean, I didn't know any other podcaster. And thankfully, um, I knew one podcaster who were actually a friend who put on her Facebook, I'm going to launch my podcast. I was like, okay, that is a connection. I literally sent her a DM. I was like, I haven't seen you in a while. Can we meet for lunch? Tell me how you're doing it. And that's what I love doing on this end is providing that to parents and students for, for them to have that one contact of a field of interest, because that's all it takes for you to, for you to see validation that it's possible and then you can do it too. All it takes is just one connection. And who would have thought Facebook is actually useful? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, oh, listen, man. listen, if, if you're in my Facebook group, that's my, my private um, Facebook group. But if you're in my Facebook group, it's only because you're sharing words of wisdom or really cool stuff. Because if you're like a, a Debbie Downer, you're probably not in there. So I'm only getting good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. So y'all, please check out Sonia. Her podcast is College and Career Ready. And then her website is College careerready.org college careerready.org thank you so much for coming by the podcast today thank you freddie it was a pleasure being here and hopefully we'll get to do this again another time hey it's me i'm back with a quick little nudge if you enjoyed this podcast as much as i did putting it together for you then please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to the newsletter at cruise through and share with your family and friends thank you